Welcome to Thinking Into Success. I'm Dr. J.A. Jones, your spiritual coach, encourager, and friend. I'm here to help you find spiritual solutions to real problems. Each week, we deliver solutions to issues you're facing in life or someone you care about. Let's get started. Hello everyone, welcome to Spiritual Thinking, Solutions to Real Problems. Now, this is J.A. Jones. I am so glad you're with me today. Good morning, good night, good evening, good afternoon, good day to you, and God's blessing upon you and your family. Now, I want to talk about something today that I know will help you to get better. A renewed mind is a transformed life, and a transformed life means a better person. So when you renew your mind, your life will be transformed into a better person. It's part of the process of metamorphosis. So today it's about helping you to understand how to have a renewed mind and the process, and what does that mean to you? Because I hope you have a why for living. Everyone needs a reason. Everyone needs a purpose. In order to get better, you have to do better. Now, if you don't know how to do better, there's no way to get better. I want to help you today to get to that better place in your life as a mother, as a wife, as a husband, as a leader, as a grandparent, as an entrepreneur, as a community activist, or wherever you are relationally in your life, you can get better. You could be a single parent. It could be a two-parent home. Either way, God's plan is for you to grow and mature in every area of your life. Today, it's about mental health maintenance. In order to stay in a place of mental health, health, you got to perform some maintenance, just like you have to get your oil change in your vehicle. You do have to do that. If you don't, something's going to go wrong with your vehicle. Your engine may seize up and you're going to have some problem. Houston, we got a problem. So I want you to know that you can get better because that is God's plan for your life. Now, the thought of a renewed mind. Let's go there. Let's go there today. The word renewed means changed, converted, transformed. I am a certified adverse childhood experiences instructor. I have been certified through different organizations, but the main one is ACE Overcomers dot o-r-g it was founded by dave lockridge a great man of god a great leader in our community in helping people to understand adverse childhood experiences and how it can impact your life as an adult because childhood turns into adulthood and there's some things we must address because i realize that if you don't confront something 
there's no way you'll be able to con conquer something. Let me say it one more time. I got tongue twisted there for a second. If you do not confront, you won't be able to conquer. That's the bottom line. Now, I'm going to give you just some brief excerpts from Lesson 8 from this 12-lesson program that is trauma-informed and evidence-based, where science and biblical principles come together to help you and I, God's people, God's creation, to overcome emotional, physical, and spiritual effects of abuse and dysfunction. How many of us know today that's everywhere? That's around the world. It's not just in the United States of America. It's not just in Florida. It's not just in New York or Texas or California or North Dakota or Alaska. It is everywhere because as human beings, we go through different things and different situations. So we got to recognize that there is a plan and we got to follow the plan. And God has a plan for your life. Now, I want you to listen just for a second. I'm going to give you an excerpt of a man of God that has impacted so many people's lives. This is Bishop T.D. Jakes. Now, just some of his background, just a little bit. Now, he was born in South Charleston, West Virginia. I think it was June the 9th, 1957, to a businessman and an entrepreneur, Ernest Sr., and educator, Otis. The youngest of three children, Jakes was known in his community as the Bible boy. However, due to his slight lifts, he was told that he would never preach. When Jakes was 10 years old, his father developed kidney failure. Jakes and his mother cared for him until his death in 1973. Jakes preached his first sermon in 1976 and was officially ordained in 1979. He met his wife, Sarita Ann Jameson, while guest preaching at her neighborhood church. In 1981, the two were married in 1980 at the age of 23. Jakes established the Temple of Faith Church in Montgomery, West Virginia, a storefront church, with only 10 members. Jakes worked simultaneously at the Union Carbride to keep his ministry afloat. Friends, International Christian University awarded Jakes his BA degree, Bachelor of Arts degree in Biblical Studies in 1985, his Master's of Art degree in Biblical Studies in 1990, and his Doctorate of Ministry in 1995. Now that's just a few things. Jakes has done incredible things in our society. Matter of fact, he has blessed my life for sure over the years. Whether you like him or not, the principles that you're getting ready to hear, they are sound and they are sure practically as well as coming from the Bible. Now tune your ears in to hear and hear what the Spirit may say to you. As a man thinketh in his heart. So as he, the Bible says, we are transformed 
by the renewing of our mind, a new mind. What I'm trying to tell you, beloved, is that you can have a new year, but it don't mean Jack Diddley if you don't have a new mind. I'm telling you that you can buy a new car but if you put the old man in a new car, you're still gonna have the old experience. I'm telling you that a new house doesn't make a new marriage. I'm talking about a new outfit doesn't make you a new person. And if you think that when the clock strikes 12, you are magically gonna be a new person, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, you're just gonna be an old person in a new year because new life doesn't come by the ticking of a talk on a wall. A new life comes from a new mind and a new way of looking at your life. Y'all ought to hear what I'm saying to you. Testly people say, I gotta change my mind, I gotta change my mind. I gotta change my mind, I gotta change my mind. I gotta change my mind. I can't go into 2014 with 2013's mentality. I cannot step into the future and still think in my past. I cannot let the rumors and the stain of what they said about me destroy my opportunity God, who am I preaching to? Wow. Now that was a powerful, powerful, powerful message. A powerful insert about what it means to have a transformed mind. He mentioned you cannot go from one year to the next without a transformed mind. You cannot buy a new car and sit in that car and drive it and live the old way of thinking. You gotta change your mind. Now today I wanna help you to understand the transforming power of a renewed mind. Now that's your mind, that's my mind, because all of our minds need to be transformed. Now the principle is this, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought into unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lust in your ignorance. Arm yourselves likewise with the same mind, a holy mind, a good mind, a godly mind. You have a responsibility to control your thoughts and bring them into conformity to the will of God. That's why the scripture says, and be not conformed. Now the Greek word for conform and fashion in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 14, actually, we get the English word uh, schematic, schematic. Okay, let me say it one more time. Schematic, meaning a drawing or pattern. It means we should not pattern our thoughts after the world's way of thinking. We should pattern our thoughts according to God's word. Here's another principle. Finally, brethren, finally, Christians, finally, people, whatsoever things are true, Whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, 
whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report. If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Now you are commanded to have the mind of Christ. Mm -hmm. Yes, you are. You didn't know that? Okay, I'm here to let you know that. Today, you're commanded. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. Having the mind of Christ means submitting to the will of God and serving others. There's no way you can serve others effectively without submitting your life to the will of God. Now, you can help people. Sometimes it's self-serving. But you don't want to be self-serving. You want to be a servant that is serving other people. That means you're a servant of Christ. You're a servant of God. So you got to realize that you have been commanded to have this servant mentality. Why is that? Because you are promised a sound mind, a disciplined mind, a mind that is able to learn. For God has not given you the spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound or a disciplined or a learned mind. That's God's plan for your life. Did you know that? Did you know that? That you can learn anything? That you're able to grasp any level of information and process it and become successful with it? Yes, you can. You can and will overcome the spirit of fear. And how can I do that? I'm glad you asked the question. Because some of you think that you cannot overcome the past, you cannot overcome fear, but the way you can overcome the spirit of fear in our society, because it is rampant, without a doubt, is by meditating on scripture. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. You have to meditate on scripture. Scripture supersedes so many issues in our life because the scripture brings truth in your life. It brings stability in your life. Scripture brings guidance in your life and it helps you to understand who you are and whose you are. You can and will exercise power in life as your confidence in the promises of God grows. Yes, you can. Not only you should meditate on scripture, but you got to exercise the authority that God has given you, that you can overcome anything. You will develop love because the scripture that said, God is not giving you the spirit of fear, but he's giving you power, love, and a sound mind. Now you can develop love as you connect with others through serving them and receiving their love. It can be reciprocal for sure. You will develop a sound mind as you replace old thought patterns with the word of God. You have to know that. You are commanded to love 
the Lord with all your mind. Now, the Bible tells us this. You shall love the Lord thy God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul. And this is the first and great commandment. The Bible describes the characteristics of a godly or a sound mind. Now, here it is. Now, think about it before I share this with you. A ready mind. That's the first thing. The verb definition is prepare someone or something for an activity or a purpose. Someone may say to you, for example, the dinner is ready. Or you may get a call from a mechanic and tell you your car is ready. Because a ready mind is a prepared mind. Are you ready or set to do God's will? You need to be. That will help you to understand the power of a sound or a disciplined mind. The other thing is this, a humble mind. Say this with me, a humble mind. It's all right. The Bible talks about humility. Having a modest opinion of oneself. Knowing that without God, nothing won't happen. Are you submitted to God? Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. And guess what will happen? I want you to know this. Listen to me good and listen to me well. I am here to help you as a mother, a father, a leader, a wife, a husband. I'm here to help you no matter where you are in life. You have to know that humility precedes blessings. Humility receive, precedes favor, in other words. When you humble yourself, God will promote you. God will exalt you in so many areas that you don't even know yet. Here's the next one, a fervent mind. Are you on fire for the truth? Are you on fire for God? Are you making a difference? Are you intense? Are you fervent? Are you focused? Are you dialed in? If not, you need to have a fervent mind. You got to have what I call the next thing is a willing mind. Mm -hmm. Are you willing to do God's will? If you're willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. There's so many people that are not willing to change. They're not willing to know the truth. They just want to stay the same. They just want to stay just where they are and they'll get nothing in life. And then they're going to complain when somebody else is moving forward or moving up the ladder or their relationship looks strong. Their money is no longer funny. Their money is right because they have more of it because they're willing to change. A lowly mind. Here's another one. A lowly mind. The principle tells us, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit. But in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than themselves. My goodness. Do others say you are proud when you're around them? Do people talk about your ego? <laughs> Y'all know somebody's going to talk about somebody. I know you have been talked about. I know I have been talked about. And sometimes 
you don't know until later. Now, it could be good talk. It may not be good talk. It could be bad talk. Whatever the talk is, you want it to be good talk. You want people to know that you are a person of character. That means you have good character. You do what you should be doing, whether someone's looking or not, and you treat people how you want to be treated. Do others say you're proud, you're stuck on yourself, you're narcissistic? Do others think you have a big ego? And somebody said ego means E-G-O, edging God out. There's so many people that are edging God out of their life and obviously is being edged out in our society and around the world. Now that's not everybody for sure, but you don't want to have a big ego. You have the responsibility to cast down every thought and imagination that would keep you from knowing God and doing his will. The principle tells us casting down every imagination and every high thing that exalt itself against the knowledge of God and bring it into captivity, every thought to the obedience of Christ. We have to develop authority over the remembering process so that the past stops haunting the present. You have to know your authority because we don't lose our memory of the past, but we don't need to focus on the bad things that has happened in the past. Sometimes we don't need to focus on the good things. But nevertheless, that's another conversation. But we got to know that we have authority over thoughts. So they won't haunt us. So they won't come after us. Because you got to realize who you are and who you belong to. When a fearful or hurtful memory returns to your front door, returns and you're thinking about it, use it as a motivation to remember the grace and the goodness of God. Do you know you're blessed? If you're listening to this message, if you're listening to this service today, because I'm here to serve you, you are blessed. You got to realize you are blessed to be a blessing. You are not cursed. You may think you are. Somebody else may have been, but as a child of God, as a man or woman that is open to change and open to understanding and awareness of where they are, I want you to know right where you are today, you are blessed despite of the mess, despite of what others have said about you or the mistakes that you have made in life. You have to know you're still blessed. You have to speak the word. It will lift your heart to God. You have to pray. And you must know that you will find the peace of God filling your heart and your mind. See, discern when a thought is destructive or in opposition to the will of God, to things that you're trying to do in life, to goals that you're trying to pursue, or something that you know you can accomplish, or your big thinking or big goals. You got to reach high 
Some people and a person have said maybe the sky is the limit, but life is bigger than the sky. There is no limit. So you got to confess what has happened. You got to forsake it. You got to get rid of the past thinking or ugly thinking. Somebody said stinking thinking. You got to know that you have the strength in the word with God to help you to get through. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. And you have to know that without a doubt. Because when you submit your life and your heart to a higher authority, and I'm talking about understanding what the Bible has to say, because this service that I render, that I'm giving to the community and to the world, it's all about spiritual thinking. Because as a man thinks, so is he. You are a spiritual being having a earthly experience. So you've got to make a stand on what you know. And if you don't know it, I'm here to inform you things that you need to know. Okay? You have to replace distorted self-talk. A scripture tells us death and life is in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So what you say can make a difference. It changes the atmosphere. Have you ever walked into a room or into a location and you said to yourself, something has happened here. You can feel the tension. You can feel a different vibe in the room and it's not a good vibe. That means somebody been saying something, doing something, and speaking something into the atmosphere that should not have been. And on the other side, the polar opposite could be you walking into a location and you feel tranquility. You feel a serenity, a peace, because that place has been dedicated and people dedicated to God or people are saying the right thing, people are treating people right, people are speaking life, and not death because there is power in your words now as you are going through the process of metamorphosis of being transformed you got to know that your words carry weight in life there's so many people that you and I know in our society today that have regretted the things that they have said athletes have entertainers have um, entrepreneurs have, businessmen and women have, engineers have. It doesn't make a difference of your profession, a mother and a father, a husband or a wife or a parent have said today, I wished I did not have, I wished I didn't say that yesterday. Whatever I said yesterday, meaning three weeks ago, three years ago, 10 years ago, five years ago, a year and a half ago because some people just have a habit of putting their foot in their mouth and they just don't care. But in order to have a better way of living, because most people go from bad mm -hmm, to best. No, they don't go to best, right? Most people go from bad to better to best. So it's all about a process. Sometimes people have made bad decisions and they're striving to make better decisions. And once you can make a better decision about a situation or a circumstance, 
then you'll get to the best decision because you'll learn through the process. It's like a goal. A goal is all about growing you, maturing you. It's not all about the destination. It's about the process that gets you to your destination. You get to know who you are. So if someone is prone to run somebody down, okay, it can impact their self-image. Because people say things they don't really mean, but really what you say you do mean, it just slipped out. We got to watch how we think. One principle tells us to think soberly. You have to be alert. One thing you have to do also is accept your weaknesses as motivations because it can help you to get better. You got to recognize what you can do or what you didn't do that you should have done or where you are weak in, whatever area you're weak in. Don't think you're strong in every area. Sometimes you can be weak to the point where you just do so much and you never say no. You got to learn to say no. That's for somebody today as you're listening. Tune in now. Learn to say no. Don't say yes to everything. There's a time and place for everything. You know that? Under the sun, there's a time and place for everything. There's a time to say yes. There's a time to say no. There's a time to sleep. There's a time not to sleep. There's a time to cry. There's a time to mourn. There's a time to rejoice. Then there's a time to refrain from rejoicing. Accept your weaknesses. That means you got to know where you're weak at. Accept your strengths. You got to know where you're strong. Thank God for your strength. It helps you to be able to serve other people because you're blessed to be a blessing. God wants you to be better than you were yesterday. Do you know that? I want you to be better than you were yesterday. I am becoming better myself, but I've been blessed to have this platform and this opportunity to help you to understand the power of a renewed mind. It will transform your life, relationships, your finances, your health, and your body and you will be a better person. Know that today. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Thinking Into Success. Now, if you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe, share it with your friends, click the like and follow button, take a screenshot and share it on your social stories. I look forward to you being with us on the next episode. Until next time.